Wolverine. Wolverine. One event can change everything, including a podcast. A hundred different worlds. But we're just talking about Krakoa. It's your podcast, Examination Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Emler. Joining me this week in talking about X-Factor, or sorry, X-Force. Oh, all right. Uh, X-Force, and we've also got uh, Children of the Atom wrapping up. It's Dane Rainier. Too soon, man. Reminding me that X-Factor's gone. We'll Too soon. It's fine. Uh, and Kelsey Struts. We should have kept doing the Uatu No. I mean, I just watched What If, and Uatu was in it, and I wonder... Why we gave it up. Yeah, we could have been ahead of the curve. We were ahead of the curve. We just gave up on that curve. We, we dropped That's a it, head joke. We dropped it before it got cool. Yeah. We're the yeah. hipsters of Uatu. Well, then they started referencing every character, but they weren't like authentic or like meaningful char- versions of the characters. Then it was just like, nobody cares when there's a hundred characters. So and Change the name. The we're the Uatu Hipster Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what kind of coffee are you drinking this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a single source Colombian. Um, Multiverse brew. Three, what do you a, know about uh, my beans? Fair trade. Mm, of course. <laughs> With a scarf. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's a heat index of 105 in Missouri, but you're right. My scarf game's got to be on point. Congratulations, guys. It's only take us 90 seconds to get off topic. And let's go ahead and hook up to Cerebro and see what's the multiversal the topic world of Marvel this week. What if premiered? Uh, we're not going to get into spoilers, um, but uh, Kelsey, I know you watched it. I gave it a watch. Did you like what if what if kind of reminds me of Saturday morning, like Marvel stories? Oh. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like, I don't think. I would not take it seriously as the much venerated X-Men series where, you know, they expected kids to follow a week by week story that, you know, things happened that would affect the next week. Um, But it does have that more child appropriate, I guess, way of storytelling. You know, it's not ultra violence. Or anything like that. Um, it was a fun watch. It's a nice little thirty-minute yeah. thing. And and I've said before, I enjoy what if scenarios. I'm a bit of a history buff, and I like when those kind of what if questions come up, like what if Hitler doesn't invade the East? What if you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's, it's I, episodic, right? the, yes. To, but it's episodic. But each one's going to be a new what if, you know? It's an- right, anthology, right. right. Yeah. Okay. More appropriate way of saying it, correct? Uh, but I'll say this: like, I'm excited for them to dive into some of like the comic storylines, not necessarily like what if movie version, if that makes sense. I am so interested to see because you know the Marvel Zombies. Uh, let's be honest, for me, that's the one I'm. Most Marvel Zombies looks interesting. Um, weird mm-hmm. stuff like. Uh, T'Challa being the Star Lord, um, yeah. Honestly, it's that a great it's hype. a great way for them to introduce X Men if they wanted to. They're not gonna get out. They of town. could though. Get out they of town. Could. What's a what if X Men story when there's no X Men? Bro, we already Wolverine got it. Versus Major Wolverine shows. <laughs> Wolverine shows up and kills Hulk. Yeah. 
All right, let's go ahead and wow, uh, you just kick that to the side, huh? Wow, let's go. <laughs> just yeah. a murder of an adventure. Just, yeah, no, it's cool. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Um, ne- next topic, we're going to talk about somebody else who found the next topic, Jonathan Hickman, the guy who got us in, got us back. Uh, you know, we're always going to be lifelong X Men fans in every medium, every way that the X Men uh, are registered. Some of my favorite games like movies and of course cartoons and comics have all been X-Men. That's never going to change. But I Hickman was the thing that made me go, I want to talk every week about what he's doing. I want to like have theories. I want to like see if he's going to like characterize things. And he, he nailed it with Hoxpox, but it sounds like maybe he's moved on. Uh, there's a new uh, publishing. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, online digital sales uh, umbrella called Three Worlds, Three Moons. Uh, go ahead and, and talk about what your understanding is, Dane, of what Jonathan Hickman's new uh, initiative is. So my understanding is it's sort of a subscription service publishing uh, company, but they're going to make their own content, right, in this this world. I mean, it, this seems so Hickman, it's insane that it's this world building, right? Creating this new universe in which these stories can be told. Uh, bringing along a couple of current X-Men, uh, you know, mainstays. Oh. Teeny Howard's going to be writing. Are you serious? Al uh, Ewing of sorts. Yeah, and Al Ewing. Did you just say Teeny so, Howard? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, Quentin, and so, Quentin will be excited about that. Quentin's re- all in Three Worlds, Three Moons. But it's, it's, I mean, it seems like a huge endeavor that even the announcement of it was talking about how they're going to build this world up and how it it almost sounds like a like a role-playing game because the way that they announced it, it was like, okay, Teeny Howard is going to be involved in, you know, like creating the rules of how magic works in this world. And, you know, other people are in charge of what, like, the religion of this world. So, I mean, it sounds like they're building a big sandbox to let other people play in for these comics and then it's also its own distributing service have you have you subscribed to it? i'm not saying like the payment but like if you sign up for their email newsletter they've already like sent you like behind the scenes like this is what this is the idea i had for this was like any like just like it seems like you already know the story of what it's going to be it's i mean it seems like a huge endeavor yeah to be very uh cutting edge very like trying to do something new just like x-men was but will it fall flat on its feet kelsey uh there's a new world written by uh headed by hickman it sounds like he's taken lessons from his experience with the x-men is that something that is interesting to you one am i interested in this yes but this sounds like when Dungeons and Dragons went to its fourth edition and basically was trying to create a property that would flesh well into video game and other markets. Uh, That's kind of what this sounds like to me. Um, That in itself can actually be very successful. I mean, all the Forgotten Realms books and things like that, that, are set in this Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world, they do very well. They allow for a lot of creative minds to work within a rule set that 
well, it works. I mean, it, it, it it's good. And having multiple people work on a world building exercise, it, it can shore up many like difficulties that one might have, you know? Um, but it can also create difficulties in that if you have one person doing religion, one person doing magic, one person doing this, if they're not seeing eye to eye or aren't diligent in paying attention to what the others are doing, you will create the same kind of problems where, and, and we all have friends like this, who will read these stories and go, well, that's not how that works. I just saw this. The religion does not allow this magic to do that over here. How can that be? So am, am I interested? Am, am I interested in actually paying money in a subscription based on Jonathan Hickman's name? Yes. Um, but even with the trappings and failings of some of the Krakoa era, like beyond like, cause this but is this very is, much this a is by design off, collaboration. Yeah, this thing, is, though. this is cut off from the rules of Marvel. They don't mm-hmm. have to worry about characters at all. They, they don't even have to worry about comics. They don't have to worry about they, 20 issues. But they don't have to worry right, about they're their own publishing. About, yeah, they don't but they don't have to worry about, about the corporate oversight that where where you know you you submit the draft and they go you know this publishing doesn't deadlines. this doesn't really work with our our model. And they don't have to to, to worry about the Marvel Studios coming in and saying, mm, you know what, we'd like to see some stories go this way that we can adapt for movies. Yeah, it's all them. So so creatively speaking, I'm I'm very interested in in seeing what they pull out. But I, I don't know if this you know does it turn into just a cash grab? You try and create a world, get that HBO series and Vamoo. You know, are you gonna George R. R. <laughs> Martin this thing where you're like, Yeah, I got a couple books in. Uh yeah, sure, I'll finish this sometime. Let me work on these other scripts here. Have, have you seen the title line for Three Worlds, Three Men? It's not George R.R. R. Martin suck my balls, is it? No, no. So if you imagine like a three, right, has like the, the shape of the three has three lines and they'd be pointing to the left, right? But then the W of world is like three lines pointing up. And then the three lines of an M in moon is down. So like the title line is this very stylized, just block letter, like three W, three M. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is the most Hickman thing I've ever seen. If you could show yeah. me four characters that tells me this is Hickman, it's this. And it changed from a altered X that had to be unnecessarily like weird shape to <laughs> 3MW3. Right, 3W3M. But like, okay, here's the other thing, though. As this relates to X-Men, he's gone, right? This yeah. is- oh, he's he's packing his bags, baby. He's burning down the house. I don't care how positive you are. And his name might still be on it because of some weird contract thing where it's like head of X because technically, you know, it reminds me of the George R. R. Martin like TV show situation where it's like he might have told them when you're wrapping up the Krakoa era, here's what happens. Right. So he they may might have passed still on the notes. Right. Head of X like uh, Jonathan Hickman. He's, he's gone. gone. There's no way you could no devote way. this kind of attention to something and stick around to be the head of creating a whole new world, a whole new publishing company and still be the guy running X-Men. And even if he had the time to do it, I can't imagine Marvel wants him to. 
Well, and he went to Marvel with something he was clearly super passionate about, and they were like, nah. No, I think they said, I mean, for me, it looks like they were like, yeah, this is great. And then, like, as time sort of progressed, like, yeah, but not like that part. And so I think it's. Hey, could we maybe do this instead? Can we make uh, well, can we can we work these characters? What in? if we double the density right. of a uh, ten of swords instead? <laughs> so I, I mean, to me, it looks like a situation where he got on to X Men. He had a grand plan, and I think he was always the big plan guy. And I think it may have just gotten a little watered down as things went. And he's like, okay, I'll I'll go build another world somewhere else. Because I mean, I think we've all mentioned it. Even ten of swords felt like it was. A different story. He just adapted it to include mutants. So we yeah, know. We I, mean, yeah. I picture Jonathan Hickman as the uh, the guy from Elf that comes in and he's like talking vegetables. We're gonna put talking <laughs> vegetables in the book. It's gonna sell. I have so, ninety nine ideas in this book. Take the Marvel. Uh, you're gonna have a hit on your hands. I mean, I know it had been rumored up until this point, but with the announcement of you know, three worlds, three moons and Substack. Like I, I, I mean, to me, this is the odds on favor. He's gone. It's Inferno and Hickman rides into the subset. Correct. Yeah. But here's the deal. Does this lessen or heighten your excitement for Inferno? Heighten. It, You're going heighten. Uh, you think he'll wrap things up? I think he'll burn it down. You know what I mean? Inferno. It's already at a hype, and if he's on the way out, what is he? I feel like he's going to push the limits. Here, here's what Marvel did though. Marvel bought Krakoa from Hickman. Basically, what they did was is they purchased the Krakoa era. Marvel books have never like the X Men line has not been the successful since the nineties. So, to me, are they going to let him burn it all down, or are we going to get this like empty ending that's just like, well? Here's what happened with Moira Mystique, and everybody goes back to normal. Well, I don't think he's going to end it. I, but I think, I think, I think Mystique's going to lose. I, I think, don't think he'll end it. I think, but she'll, I think we're going to get. She's going to attempt to burn it down, and I think either, I think Moira gets killed. Idiot could create the reset, or someone puts her in stasis. You know, either Moira dies or Mystique dies. That's, I mean, that's kind of what's going to happen. Yeah. I think there's a chance that they both die. But also, isn't Moira possibly on her last life? Isn't Moira a human? Oh, she's a mutant. Whoa, Hoxpox denier. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, so who's to say that if this is her last life, she dies and it doesn't reset? It just keeps going the way yeah. that it is. Because her power doesn't activate again. I-, I think whether they let him or not, maybe that's a question. But I think... Knowing Hickman, he will try and push every envelope that he can if he's on the way out. I want them to let Sabretooth out of his prison. <laughs> let him I want let him loose on that island. Let him loose Look, on that island. What if we get some sunspot and cannonball that we've been promised for a long time, too? No. What have they been doing? Hickman, you just abandoned them in space. They're living if life, Brit- man. If Brittany can be freed of her family's conservatorship, then Sabretooth can get out of the hit the hole. Dude, wouldn't that be a better Wolverine comic, if it's just him trying to track down Sabretooth on that island. If Sabretooth like, gets out, and yeah. it's Wolverine trying to find no, him. No, yes. Sabretooth violated uh, theoretical laws that didn't exist yet. He had to be punished. Right. Ex post facto. 
<laughs> we gotta do it. He didn't know not to. Let's talk comics. You know, uh, what if was fun, but we got actual books, part of what's going on with the Reign of X. Let's start with a book that uh, Kelsey's been a big champion of. Let's talk Children of the Atom Day and what happened in this week's don't, don't mess this up. of the Atom. It's a recap. You can't mess it up. The final issue of the Children of the Atom opens as the team deals with the turmoil of realizing one of their own, Carmen, is in fact the mutant they were all pretending to be. Filthy mutant. <laughs> Tensions run high and some accusations are thrown, specifically between Carmen and Buddy. Carmen attends the Hellfire Gala, escorted by Storm and meeting some other high-profile mutants like Mystique and Mirage, and making a new friend in Eyeboy. When she gets home, she reveals her secret to her parents, surprised to find their unwavering support. Perhaps inspired by their backing, she reunites with her team just in time to help them thwart horticulture. In the closing pages of the series, Buddy reveals some more than friendly feelings for Carmen. Bartholomew. As the team makes up... likes being called Buddy. And the reader is left with the understanding that Carmen now splits her time between the Children of the Atom and the Island of Krakoa. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Do, you, do you want me to talk about Kelsey. this? Kelsey. Kelsey, uh, let's talk about this issue. Uh, did this wrap up the the saga of the Children of the Atom that you'd been so You know what? So enjoying? Yes, it did. Well, for six issues, this wrapped it up. May I, no, well, may I also say it brought up a group that we had mentioned last week about not showing up anymore in horticulture. It did. So, I don't think that's a plus, but it did. Horticulture showed back up. But, side note. um, Not side note, main notes. um, Yes. As far as how to wrap something up, you know... Well, they took down horticulture, too. They did. Um, Finally. They did what Scott couldn't with all his years of leadership. That's right. Where did, where did that Sometimes lead Sometimes you just need new blood. Back to cosplayers. Sometimes you need new blood. I like that they approach this as actual feelings that individuals have. You know, I no. You, okay. Buddy admitting that, you know, it, it is jealousy that caused her anger and admitting that she was a poser because she did. She, she admits that she's basically a po that, that they are lifting mutant identities. It makes it more reasonable. It makes it more reasonable when reading through these comics that the main characters were in on the 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 lie that they were saying that we are mutants even though they weren't um that 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 alone is it it, it makes it a little less difficult or little, it's not as hard to swallow like we just got duped no the the characters themselves were pushing this idea that they were mutants and realize like, well, no, we don't have to do that to be heroes. And then following up with Carmen and her decision to stay and her whole hangups and her own kind of solo issue 
where they focused on her and her hangups emotionally that when she actually confronts her parents, that they are supportive of it and not like supportive, like, Oh yeah, it's awesome that you're this. It's, it's more like, it's like, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're just worried about you. You know, that this is a dangerous thing to be you know, the whole kind of idea that, you know, kids growing up and they don't think their parents understand them. And when in fact they, they really do understand them. And it's kind of nice to see that in the comic where she gets to experience that actual transition where, where in the conversation she realized, Oh yeah, my parents do understand me. It's, it's like the thing where you, where you talk with your parents and they tell you the whole, you'll understand where you're older and you pull the whole, Oh, I'd never say that. No, that's not true. Oh, that's just a cop out. And then you get older and go, Oh, I understand that. I'm so glad they explored that uh, territory of uh, parents just don't understand. Oh, um, oh, I'm sorry that a comic, the X-Men, which started in the idea of, you know, counterculture and teenage angst. What is, about this is, is counterculture? Is, what? What do you mean, what about this is counterculture? <laughs> what about this goes against, like, like who's edgy here? What They're cosplayers like every teenager I know. The whole idea of this book is, I mean, re- semi-relatable teenagers. But I mean, you're looking at a team that is entirely. I think the intention is increasing the idea of diversity in this book. That you have a multi-ethnic cast. Yeah, but diversity is not counterculture. I I mean, diversity should be an okay. Book, but, it is, but it's not. L- let's be honest. Diversity diversity on the surface seems like it's not counterculture, but you shove that group into most scenarios in high school. They are not a widely accepted group. I disagree. I, I think kids in school. I mean, look, like, that, I, may, no. that may depend on the kids school. Kids in school are way more likely to be like, certainly, from, get... certainly from three dudes that grew up in the middle of Missouri. This is not a normal group of people and i get it that we're not like the everywhere but i mean this there is a almost to the point that i can understand if you have a complaint as to the shoehorning of diversity but the whole point of this book was no, I have identity. No problem with diverse, the diversity is not shoehorned like when i look at my class I, all these kids are pretty much in my class okay as far so as diversity goes. i'm not so saying you're like, telling me that diversity's... you're telling me that this comic is a better representation of kids in your class than what you see out there now in comics? What do you mean? So this comic has a better representation of diversity in a cross-section of the United States than the other comics. By that, do you mean that it features characters who don't live on a sci-fi island that is a living creature no, no, and no, be resurrected? No, then no. Yes, it does as their pers- more accurately represent as, the new mutants. As their but- personalities, as their characters, not, not the... Not the no, actually, I don't. I don't know where to go here, but I can tell you, I actually feel like New Mutants does a better job of reflecting how the kids act than this does. Your your kids hang out with a dark and brooding psychic <laughs> who can take their no, mind. What I, you better what keep I mean, them away. Are you the Shadow King? You are better you keep the, the, the Shadow King. I feel he like is the uh, Shadow King. 
I feel like the New Mutants does a good job of like not being so mopey and like kids want to have fun. They're constantly looking for ways to have fun. They don't oh, sit around and complain this, about their problems as much as this book. No, does. this book is clearly an over dramatic. It, it is teenage more teenage. Book. This is teenage. Than yeah, what yeah. my kids yeah, are. Yeah, it is, but, and that's fine. Because here's the thing: if you don't want teen angst, if you don't want a book that ends in two of the main characters being like, "I think I love you," then like this isn't for you. And yeah, that's no. fine. You want to go to but middle it is school? What it is. You go. You go middle school. You go to New Mutants. Okay. My my thing is is like if I connected with any of the characters, which this isn't a book for me. But I'll say this, like, because of the age thing, like I'm not into a teenage angsty book. But I have no problem with like a story that ends with that. And I do like like Avatar, and I like the Legend of Korra. Those are both stories that, even with the flaws, like I didn't like the giant mech fight to end Legend right. of Korra, for example. I I didn't like uh what what's their names the old ladies with the uh horticulture I, I didn't care for horticulture that was a shoehorn i i still oh, struggle you guys were I just still... complaining about the lack of horticulture just, just them showing up as like knowing what games heard you powers are they don't have like, powers at no point did they clearly have defined like like they they told me in a, a pamphlet what their powers were from their armor and stuff but like at no point did it affect them as people. Like, cha- like I didn't get the sense that any of them changed from finding this future tech. Like, they still like immediately went back to the same things. Like, it it was so weird. I think but, I think this book is closer to the original idea of X Men than anything else we've been reading. I would recommend you try out um, Ultimate Spider Man Miles Morales run, or even the Ultimate Spider Man Peter Parker if you're looking for a better uh representation of teenage angst and more relatable characters that's my take what, right. what well, i'll say about the book is i think they also it, I think had a longer what run. it was those had longer no, I, this is six issues in six issues i think this book knew what it was it stuck to what it was we got per, we got a perspective issue for each character to kind of introduce us to who they are i think it certainly focuses a lot on diversity and identity politics but I think it it did what it wanted to do. Brand new characters. Brand, brand new characters. New characters. It no one was us, named uh, Spider Man. I mean, it gave us some good issues of action. One of them is Cyclops. Last. No, no, I know. Right. And the names are cheesy. To say that bad. he's not Spider Man. Oh, no, no, Cyclops no. last is so different. They, they, so they, bold. They, Brand new characters. No, but the whole She's po- literally the, wearing the Gambit's point, outfit. The whole, the whole point, point is these kids are dumb and they're dressing like they're heroes. And right. it's stupid. And like your it's argument fun. to me is the whole point is it's dumb. No. They are dumb no, they, kids. They're, they're dressing like they're heroes. They're dumb. They and they like it's Young look, Avengers. Young Avengers no, does that better. I'm not characters saying characters die. Wait, characters no. like this I, is oh, wait, 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 wait. real conversation. How long is the run of Young Avengers? The first How issue long? was better than all six issues. No, it's long. two issues. Avengers, Three Young issues. Avengers is pretty long, but he is right. If you take the first six of the first six, I will take Young Avengers. The book isn't perfect, Children of the Atom, but wait, I think like, it knew what it was. It delivered on what it promised to be. It gave you perspective and introduced new characters. And there's a group of new toys in the toy box for a future writer to play with. Yeah, it just seems like uh, you could tell a story with teenage angst with questions about belonging and group uh, and tie it into Krakoa better and, and not mislead you from day one of, on what you're reading. That That's what my whole... I don't think that's an unfair was. argument. 
I, yeah. You're right. It's not perfect. There are things that could have been done better. I'm fine but, with them misleading. No, I, I don't think it was bad. No I'm fine point, with them misleading. I wouldn't argue a perfect. I don't care if a book's perfect. I'm saying it's not good. Like, and, and you guys are at a place where you think it's good, but I like the reason why I'm not like meeting in the middle ground is like, it's not that I like, if you said it's not perfect about young Avengers, you'd be like, you're right. But I don't know young you're Avengers saying is this is good. And that's where I'm like, I kind of can't do it. I, I liked it. I'll say I this. Pretend I read this it. This is a good book. I read it. I, I would never it. pay for this. If I wasn't doing a podcast, I I'm more than okay with saying this is a good book. I enjoyed reading it. All right. Well, another book uh, that's been out for a while. We got X-Force here. The stories of Quentin Quire and all, all our other good fellows here. Let's let's see what's going on with Kid. No, no longer Kid Omega. Omega Man. Did, Tell us what happened in this week's book. Kelsey. You have you have mentioned Quentin Quire and Omega Man twice, and he does not show up. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah. Because I'm recapping it, and I don't really recall anything of importance that he does. Well, I wouldn't say it's important. This is a Wolverine. He's book, on right? the, he's on the cover. I know that. <laughs> I, and I know that we are dealing once again with plant problems as we kind of figure Let's out see, you know. what's going on with the fallout of the hellfire gala and how the Terra Verde plant people got changed to also then go wild. We learned that it's man thing who has been corrupted by Zeno or convinced that it was his wife's drug addiction to the Krakoan pollen that caused her death. So he then helped Zeno basically cause all these infections, which messed up the hellfire gala for x-force and beast uh as they explore the issue they confront man thing uh with their new friend man slaughter which is an offshoot of man thing that also kind of does similar stuff but is a good guy despite the horrific name um Man-Thing has sent corrupted plant-based people through the Krakoa Gates. The only way to stop it is violence against Man-Thing. And that is what they do. Beast has questionable thoughts about exploring militant weapons, plant-based, and using Black Cassidy as a guinea pig. Yeah. So kind of a standard uh issue wrapped up the story. It did Do you hold this high, things... Do you hold this higher than Children of the Atom? Uh yeah. See, I don't get that. Uh, well, where was the depth in the story here? I, I, where I think is this the depth? Bad too. I think I think this was bad too, but I think the fact that like I very clearly know what I'm getting into. Oh, okay. even if So if you know you're Kid stepping Omega into is... shit, it's more palatable. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's just the the fence thing, but I find I do find the Krakoa thing interesting. Like as far as like this ties into like the politics of what Krakoa is like. And this makes me think like Zeno is still gonna turn into something. Makes me feel like there's still different games at play here and it's moving towards something. So even if this episode of the week, Monster of the Week issue, isn't that great for me, it's still building they, something and 
they made the, more than just the ace. They made the leader of Zeno the street drug dealer also. Well, yeah, but there's tons of great characters who've also been like drug dealers. No, no, like, I mean as an organ as an organization though. Where they're like, oh yeah, we know it's him. He fooled you. He was the one dealing. He's the leader of his organization. Why would he be doing that? They because at least got him on the page. Koa look bad. They at least got him on a page, which like, no, no, I'm fine with all... him meeting with Man Thing and being like, hey, you know, this is bad, and look what all they did. But then they yes. they go, oh yeah, well, she was getting her drugs from a guy with a peacock tattoo. Like, <laughs> like so you have you the t- guy with the most distinctive appearance possible doing it. Right. You tell me they don't have street dealers. The organization of Zeno doesn't have street dealers out there get selling this it's, stuff. It's hey, stupid, Kelsey, but it's a way to explain it. Pablo Escobar was not dealing cocaine at the local level. <laughs> There's a great player from Poplar Bluff. He played Missouri uh, basketball in Missouri, was an all-star recruit. And North Carolina didn't want him. He actually, they wanted him, but he had already agreed to go to Mizzou because it was his local hometown team. They had Michael Jordan take him out for lunch. Guess what? He went to North Carolina. Yeah, they didn't have Michael Jordan illegally give him drugs. (laughs) You don't know that. Yes. I, to take revenge fair, on the people I don't who killed his that. wife? No, like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. whatever. Storyline. Is it, is, it, is, it is it a story fault? Maybe, I guess. But it, uh, to me, it's like, that's something that's so overlookable. Because it's just, it's one panel. It was a quick way to explain it. It's like, it was a guy to peacock tattoo, and we all know what's going on. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe not. But it got the point of the story across. The point to me is that it's like, I just, I don't think this book is awesome. I think it's fine. I just wish mm-hmm. it had come. I would like, agree a, with that. I just think, I just wish it got the point across like a year ago before you made me like lose faith in the coolness and the evilness of the Peacock Man. Like, this is what I wanted to up the game back when we were like really getting into Xeno. Or here's the simple thing like, have Beast kicked off the team by now and like it wouldn't affect anything. I thought we kicked Beast off the team a year ago, but he's still here every issue. Cutting fingers off of people. Right, just chopping them off. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's not interesting. But it seemed like he was done. Like, Jean left because she couldn't put up with this and they're like, he's evil. And now it's like, nah, man, he's just still around. Yeah. And why the X-Men don't go after... Like, why is it the X-Men versus X-Force comic? That'd actually be really dope. XVX? I guess technically the X-Men don't know what the X-Force is doing. We've had AVX. We've had IVX. Now we get XVX. Oh. It sounds like a Jonathan hey, thing. I was about to say the same thing. There's <laughs> a stylized block letters. I'm just saying. XVX. I'm just saying, well, if you hear about XVX from now on, you will sue immediately. Oh, yeah. Listen here, Marvel. We want our money before you take this. Yeah, and we don't expect to be compensated for any movies you do off of it. We just want the bare minimum. Just like $100 a piece. We'll be good. All right, well, um, so we did have two books. They were both really good, um, both really excellent. At least uh, definitely Children of the Atom. Uh, X-Force was really bad compared to it. (laughs) But let's go ahead and head to the danger room. See uh, if our contestants can survive the person, place, thing, idea from the Marvel Universe.
much question. Again, is this a character? No. Is this a team? No. Is this a place? Yes. Is this a place featured in any of the comics we've recently read? Or of this week's comics? No. Is this place real? Does it exist in real life? It's a very loaded question, but I'm going to go with no. Is this a place that has been recently explored in the Marvel Universe? No. Is the Marvel Universe the comics or the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All of it. My, my answer would be no, regardless. Okay. Is this a location on Earth? Yes. Is this a location frequented by the X-Men? Yes. Is this a location in the Western Hemisphere? Not specifically. Okay. That's nine. Is this location frequented by the X-Men in the Utopia sphere of comics? You mean like that era? Yeah. Is it frequented yeah. by them in the Utopia era of comics? Yes. Maybe not frequented, but it's at least in it. That that time period of comics. Were you thinking San Francisco, by the way? Who, me? Yeah. I thought you were just thinking Utopia, so that's how you asked it. Um, is this a location on land? Yes. Question mark? I don't, I don't like all the question marks we keep getting. Maybe? Could be on land. It's on. Well, I was thinking Utopia. I don't know. It just immediately makes me think of Namor, Atlantis. I mean, land can be underwater. Well, I know, but if he if he's doing that, then is this location like, underwater? What I say to land? Yes? Question mark. Yes? Question mark. Then yes? Question mark. <laughs> is this location frequented by the Submariner? Not specifically. Okay. Just so yes to land, yes to underwater. Yep. Kelsey, what are you thinking here? Because I'm. Does anyone I'm have a? Trouble. Is this location a vehicle? No. Okay. <laughs> Is this location a vehicle? Well, that. Well, I, I get what you're saying. Sometimes, if a vehicle is big enough, yeah. it's a place and a thing. I mean, I, I would consider that. Oh, you just got, muted yourself. It's not recent. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Is I'll... this location an island? Mm. Yes, question mark. Oh, my God. Okay. 
all of them are yes. No question marks. So it is on land, underwater, and an island. Yes. Is this location a specific Earth? Yes. Is it Earth 616, Dane? Wait, hold on. Is the location Earth 616? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I'm asking He's you. Burning it down. I know, I'm asking you. What do you think? Oh. What is that? I, don't, I guess it could be. I mean, it I guess is that's a location just... frequented by the X Men. It is set in Utopia, technically speaking. Right. It's frequented by the X Men. Is this a specific. Is this place a specific realm of reality yes well yeah they're all specific okay. realms of reality is this realm Think of... back to one of the first questions you asked though and it'll help you kelsey it's not a character it's not a team it's a place it wasn't in this week's comics well so is earth 616 not in this week's comics. it's not a real place it hasn't recently been featured um. Well, I mean, theoretically, Earth six one six has been recently featured, right? Yeah, so it's not six one six. And you asked specifically—that's that, what I was getting at, right? You asked specifically you asked if it was featured in this week's. In this, you said specifically featured in the like Marvel. You included the movies and the comics, right? Okay. And he said no to both. So theoretically, it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, nor Earth 616. And it's not the real world. Real hey, world what, what world is Marvel Zombies on? Uh, let's take a look. Because did they show up for Utopia at any point? I don't think. So, Zombies is Earth 2149. Does does this Earth feature the Marvel Zombies? No. Oh, damn. I just figured since he mentioned them earlier. That's 17? Right, that's fair, that's fair. Um, let's see. Alright. You look at House of M, Age of Apocalypse... Oh, God, this is so... Is this the ultimate universe? I feel like that would be... That's just a guess. That would be a definitive question. Okay, does does Miles Morales originate from from this this Earth? No. Okay, then it's not the ultimate one. So, 18. So we have one more guess. One more question. You do Dark It's not ultimate. I mean, I guess it could be Age of Apocalypse, but to be featured in the Utopian era, right? I'm sorry. You have two questions that I guess. This will be your 18th question. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar enough. Well, Dark Beast shows up in the Utopian era. Yeah, maybe. He's about the only uh, one I remember who does show up in that era. But I don't know. Is he Age of Apocalypse? I think he's Age of Apocalypse, isn't he? 
So does it just dark beast hail from this reality? Yes. What earth is that? Well, I mean, do you just want to guess the age of apocalypse sure. reality? Or? Yeah, yeah. It, All right, it is the age of apocalypse. With 295. Questions. Okay. Um, yeah, so what if came out? It felt like the perfect opportunity. Age of Apocalypse started as a what if story in which Professor X got shot in the head and died and Magneto had to lead the X-Men. That's what caused the Age of Apocalypse. All right, I, I can understand the underwater land yeah, island. Yeah. Yes. We burned some questions barking up the well, wrong tree. Well, and it was like, it was like, is that a place or an idea? Yeah, but like it's technically but, a place. But in that utopia, like there's the part where Dark Beast, like they like Dark Beast gets arrested or they rescue Dark Beast yeah. and they're like, take us to to um the Age of Apocalypse. He's like, Welcome to the Age of Apocalypse. So it's clearly a place. Right. Right. So it's just hard. Yeah, I'll to, buy it. I'll buy it. And with the multiverse, it's like, you know, we're visiting each of those in the Marvel What If story. Hey, you guys want to go to Earth thirty eight hundred and forty seven? You know what that is? No. No. That is the Marvel versus Capcom universe. Want to take you for a ride? <laughs> <laughs> there are, oh, the Marvel manga universe. Uh, what about 1602? The 1602 universe where they're in 1602. 1600s, oh, new world. 1602. I was like, I wonder which one that is. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's the one where they're John Smith and white settlers taking over the, for the Native Americans. And Captain America's We did it, white. Kelsey. True champions. True champions. True champions. All right. That's all the time we got for this uh, Krakoa Pact issue. Uh, until next week when we'll be on trial. Just kidding. We won't. Magneto will. Uh, we'll Guilty. check that out. Can't wait to talk to you next guilty. week. Uh, guilty. We guilty. Got, we got two guilties here. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Examination Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, write us a five-star Omega-level review that would make us mutant and proud. We would really appreciate it. Me and the guys love Talking Nerd, and we want you to be a part of the conversation as well. If you have any topics you want to discuss, questions to ask, or suggestions for the Marvel 20 Questions Danger Room segment, you can always get connected with us. Email us at q.examination at gmail.com. Remember, examination is E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle, at examination, spelled the same way. Or visit our website, examination.blogspot.com. Thanks again for listening. We love having you be a part of our community, and we can't wait to hear from you. See you next week.